0: It's
1: Kyle O'Reilly, and you're listening to WrestleForks Podcast, and that is undisputed. Hola amigos, los saluda Héroes Star desde El Cosmos, directamente de Lucha Libre Tripla, Lucha Underground, para que sigan de cerca el canal de WrestleForks. Nos vemos, hasta luego. Hey everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia 2, and you are currently listening to the WrestleForks Podcast.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is your Colossus MLW star, Barrington Hughes, and you are listening to the Wrestle Thoughts. Podcast. Nah, fam.
1: Welcome to Wrestle Thoughts Podcast. Kate Johansson here, joined by a very special guest. He is the Caramel Colossus, the soup heavyweights, Barrington Hughes. Barrington, thank you for joining us. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Yeah, good, thanks, buddy. How are you? I'm good,
0: man. I can't complain. But I got to correct you on that introduction. It's actually no longer the Caramel Colossus. It's just the Colossus.
1: Just the Colossus. Ah, you might want to tell MLW that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you might want to tell that one. What what changed? We'll get straight into that. Why are you going from Caramel Colossus to just the Colossus?
0: Um, I would say since January, since December of last year, actually, I kind of wanted to go in a more serious direction. Like, I enjoyed, I I enjoyed, I love MLW and I love what they've done for me. But yeah. the direction I was going, people were kind of looking at me like this big oversized clown, like all he's going to do is dance and laugh and blah, blah, blah. So I kind of had to yeah. take my career back in my, into my control and say, you know what? It's not what I want. Let me get my proper representation on. And that's why the gimmick, the, the, the gear changed, the hair changed, the appearance overall changed as you see in episode 59, where this just complete reinvention. Everybody's
1: like, yo, what's going on? So. Ah, um. So is that something you're wanting to maybe go back? Obviously, we'll get straight into that. Um, yourself, Ace Romero, facing Jacob Batu and Joseph Samael. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the way Contra unit have been working across MLW, are you wanting to come back as that that colossus, that monster, that more serious to get the revenge? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be completely new Barrington that MLW aren't used to seeing?
0: I hope so. I mean, I mean, as of right now, the number, they still have the numbers advantage. So it doesn't even really matter. Come back any way you want. If you don't have the advantage or you don't have an even playing field to show what you can do, it doesn't matter.
1: So we're still working on a few things. Okay. Okay. Um, so we'll jump into the, um, your career with MOW, um, a little bit further into the, uh, interview. I just want Mm -hmm. to know. So how did you get started obviously you grew up in miami florida so what what made you a fan of wrestling like what was the point where you thought yep that's what i want to do this is this is for me
0: well basically it was my grandfather man um my grandfather's from jamaica um but he moved to new york when he was fairly young with my grandmother and i would go visit him in the summer so one summer i go to go visit him and uh we're watching monday night raw and it's uh Razor Ramon versus 123Kid, where 123Kid finally gets the pin on Razor Ramon. That was the exact night I I was like, I love this stuff. This is what I want to do. Of course, me being so young, you know, my my grandfather's like, oh, you're joking, whatever, you're not serious. So fast forward, I want to say, I was six at the time. Fast forward to 2010, me and him are having a discussion and we talk about what I want to do again. I tell him I still want to wrestle. And he was really sick at this point. You know, he was a dual amputee due to uh diabetes. And he basically told me, he's like, look, if you're going to do it, do it with no regrets. You know, do it wholeheartedly or don't do it at all. And I told yep. him I will. And a few days later, he ended up passing away through the complications. And since then, I've just been pushing as hard as I can. I found at school three months later, started training,
1: and the rest is history. Okay. So, obviously, he's massive inspiration. Um I'm sure everything that you are doing in wrestling is in the memory of him. Would that be correct? Well, it's mm-hmm. Yeah. So you found a school. What school was that? Who, who was it that trained you? It was Rusty Brooks School
0: of Hard Knocks, which was actually located at his home. Uh, Rusty okay. Brooks was a former preliminary wrestler in the early and mid-80s for WWE. Um, he was actually one of the first guys to face Hulk Hogan when he came in, uh, when he was actually with Freddie Blassie. So that's how I okay. that back that um, and he's well known all throughout the state of Florida as being a member of the Malenko, uh, family tree, as far as being yeah. trained by Malenko, um, as is Soul Man Alex G, uh, Red Man Johnny G. Uh, the, the names go on and on as far as well known Florida wrestlers that have been trained by the Malenko. Um, so yeah. I basically got my two loops from him. He kind of put me on the game, taught me the basics, things like that. His son gave me a little bit of tips, um, J Dog Brooks. Um And then my other trainer, uh, Flex Magnum, was actually my first match
1: um, in okay. September of twenty. So, so how do you feel? How do you feel that went? Like your first match, your family, doing the thing that you've set out for. You're in the ring. How? What was your mind going through? How did you think the match went? What was the feedback? Like, tell us about that.
0: Oh, I mean, at the time, I thought it was, you know, it was an okay match. And I've gone back and watched it, and it's. I realized it was freaking terrible. <laughs> it's my first <laughs> match, but you know it is what it is. You know it's it's a jump off point. You know it can't get any worse than that. So yeah, it was. I was grateful for that opportunity. You know, it was actually one of my first paydays. I got
1: like I think I was like ten bucks or something like that. And um, it's just been going since then. So obviously with independent championship wrestling, um used it with them for. What a couple of years and then you worked in 2015 with them as well. Yeah. What was your, what was your highlights with that company? Like what, what stood out? Cause obviously that's where you got your break. That's where, um, Barrington Hughes was born essentially. Um, yeah. Um, my real highlight. God, I don't really have a
0: lot of highlights there just cause it was a little bit more. I worked a lot of early card, you know, lower card matches. I think my highlight there. Competing in the ICW championship tournament. And the opening round being against one of my best friends and tag team partners at the time, BJ Murdoch. So that was a pretty raucous match where we kind of beat the piss out of each other through the crowd, using chairs, using everything. You know, <laughs> and I ended up losing the match, but it was so much fun. That was probably one of my favorite matches of
1: all time. Ah, oh, nice. And obviously you worked for a few other companies, um, Future of Wrestling, I believe that's where mm-hmm. um, you've been a tag team champions with Jordan Rayner, was it as the hardliners yep for yep. all of them yep how how was that experience of right I'm, I'm a champion now I'm representing a company in the tag team division obviously I believe hardcore champion at some point as well so you've you've not long been into um, in your career you're relatively new in your career you you're now this tag team champion. How did that feel? Was obviously sense of pride that a company is back to you like that?
0: It was pretty cool. You know, it, it felt real. Like the match was a, like just a straight up fight with the Red Devil fight yeah. team. Um, one of them is still wrestling today as Alex Chamberlain and he's, he's a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal competitor. Um, but our match was just a war. We just fought for like 10 minutes. We finally get the win and the crowd goes insane. So those are a real moment and to be able to control that crowd and get them behind us felt pretty cool.
1: No, it, it must be. And it's like a sense of accomplishment as well. You've essentially, okay. you've, you've been a, tra- you you're a champion. You've, you've done something that you've set out for. And, um, obviously. So what other companies have you worked for before getting to MOW? Um, obviously there's Ronin, Ring Warriors and Ronin Pro Wrestling. Is there any mm-hmm. other companies before getting to MOW where you think this is what's defined my career? This is where I've nurtured, like, nurtured my craft really?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Um, you have Ronan Pro based out of Pembroke Prize here, which is still active today. I still, you know, work there from time to time. Um, yeah. you have Blueprint Pro, which is a little bit of new, a newer promotion. I still work there. Um, KCW in Pennsylvania, who's given me the opportunity to work in the Northeast, uh, New York Wrestling Connection, um, God, who else? Uh, da, 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 Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling, um, yep. who, who is in conjunction with Jay Lethal School. So Jay is frequently there, always critiquing, giving tips and giving information, which I'm grateful for there. Every time I get a chance to work there, um, hmm. ah, I am missing one. The one school that the one promotion I actually gave you a chance, I would say about. A year before MLW came calling, that was real pro wrestling. Little oh. a little promotion based out of Fort Myers, don't really draw big crowds, but they always have passionate fans, and they love what they do. And the the guys and girls I work there are like, fucking great. <laughs> yeah, nothing else. They're great, and they love what they do. So, you know, a huge shout out to Jordan and, and Zach for those guys giving me a chance again when I was getting ready to give
1: up. Was that real pro wrestling? You said yes. Yeah. um, Coastal champion, I believe, at some point. Yep, six months. Six months. How how did that go about? Like, obviously, you're very grateful for them giving you that opportunity to hold the title for six months. Like, what was your highlights of being the um, RPW Coastal champion? Well, honestly, um, winning the
0: title because I ended up beating Ricky Martinez, who was also an alumni there. Um, yeah. So that match was pretty fun. Um actually losing the title was kind of fun too, which is weird to say. But the match was, was me putting over a younger talent and, and getting him over as a, a scumbag heel and I felt like we did that pretty effectively at the time. Yeah. Uh, those are great, basically my main highlights there man. And just really trying to elevate the title and make it mean more than what, yeah. you know, trying to put it over and make sure that people recognize the championship. That's our yeah. job. Of-
1: No, 100%. And, um, like, obviously people that help recognize championships. You mentioned Jay Lethal er earlier, who is effectively, when you think of a certain company with Ring of Honor, you think of Jay Lethal and what he's done for those titles. So to get that advice and tips from somebody like Lethal, how, how much has that helped Jay? What sort of advice has he given you? Oh,
0: just be, be more of yourself. You know, don't be afraid to take chances. You know, if you, you, you don't feel comfortable doing something okay. don't put it until you're completely ready. Um, just a lot of a lot of different little things and just keep enhancing, keep keep growing, keep evolving. Don't be afraid of change. That's where they kind of kind of that was kind of the seed that inspired the North Bam change.
1: So. so with obviously you've got this opportunity with major league wrestling, which um myself and like one of my um other presenters, Jamie we are, mm-hmm. we are enjoying it. Like each week, we're constantly watching it. That's what prompted me to do the reviews across here in the UK to try and build that exposure. Because I think the product that yourself and the rest of the roster and what Cobb Bauer's doing is fantastic. It's like a re- it's a real throwback, but it's not outdated. Right. It's it's something completely different. And we I spoke about this on a podcast I did earlier. Um, it should be dropping next week. Um, about wrestling fans and how people can complain and say, right, you should do this, you should do that. A lot of the things that I see people complaining about, about certain companies not doing something, you guys at MOW are doing that and you have got that be product. And as a, as a competitor, if you was to, if somebody was listening to this and they've not seen MOW before, why should they check him out MLW? Try, just sell that for the listeners. Huh?
0: If you've never seen MLW before, you have never seen the most poignant, most passionate, most driven competitors on the planet. You know, It's more than just walking and talking about it for us. We live this life. We breathe this life. Everything we do in that ring, we leave everything in the ring about it. And it's like, you've got your ring of honors, you've got your WWEs, and then you have your MLW. MLW stands above and beyond as its own brand, as its own unique position, as its own unique product that people have a passionate love for. And it's not because we take five, five 10, 15 minutes in the ring cutting promos. No, we interweave our stories within the ring and out of the ring. And they flow, they flow together almost seamlessly. And it all makes sense. And it's all easy to follow. And it's all enjoyable.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, earlier today, I did a preview show for, obviously, it's Fury Road tonight. Um Jamie hasn't managed to get round to watching the last two, which has got taped from Free Sports. So, and he was coming in and I was like, right, do you want to just jump in on the preview with me? Because normally I'm doing the reviews by myself. And mm-hmm. I was trying to, I was explaining to him and I thought it was a good way to have him on because obviously I'm explaining to the listeners, but I'm actually mm-hmm. explaining to you in front of me the storytelling. And that's one thing that we are like quite passionate about regarding the company is what you said, the storytelling and you can do it in the ring, and it isn't half the show, three quarters of the show, of delivering promos, and it's just mm. a continuity, like, the true to the characters, the true to the storyline. Everything's intertwining rather than right. These guys are doing a certain thing, then they're done. These guys are doing a certain thing, then they're done. It is all crossing over as how it should be in a, in a mm. workplace. You don't just stay down one lane, then you're done. You have got all that integrating with others and. I think that's probably the, the highlight of MOW for me is the consistency in the character and the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well so, definitely because
0: you see that intermingling of characters. It doesn't just feel like everybody's in their own separate bubble in their own separate story. No. You get crossovers, you get intermingling, you get put shoulders bumping and you know, and that little shoulder bump could lead to something down the road that you never know about.
1: Yes, exactly. And it's a, it's unpredictable, and that's how it should be. It shouldn't. It's simple storytelling, but it's making it unpredictable. It isn't just oh, overtelling. over telling. It's not over exposing in matches either. Like they're not just going out there and doing. Don't get me wrong. These big 30-minute matches are fantastic, but if it happens in MLW, it's happening for a reason. Rather than, right? You're not blowing your load in the first shot, to say the least. No,
0: not at all. You know the. Even with your your matches with your Lucha Bros and your Low Keys and your Ricky Martinez, these aren't super long matches, but they are competitive matches, and they're amazing
1: matches where you can see what they can do, but they don't give you everything in one shot. No, because then you want more and you want to see more of it, and it keeps that hunger rather than, obviously, if you eat too much of good food, at one point you start getting bloated and you're not enjoying it. And And you don't appreciate it much. Yeah. Exactly. And a lot of time you get that in wrestling, and obviously it's just one hour a week, and it's just so easy to digest, and mm-hmm. like speaking to you, you can tell by how passionate about it you are. Most definitely, so I love that. So. How did that come about? How did um, Barrington Hughes, being in MOW, how did that come to suffice? What was the initial talks like when you first came into the company? What mm-hmm. was that experience like? All right, so
0: um, a buddy of mine had given me the information. They let me know, hey, I think MLW is coming back. I was like, what for real? So he gives me the information or whatever. I send my media package out, my my you know a couple of matches, promo pictures, and a little resume, just kind of telling who I am. I send it to um, Mm -hmm. who they send it to, who at the time and still is now the the executive VP of talent and production. So he reaches out to me. And he's like, look, you know, I sent myself, I sent your stuff to court. The court's really interested because you're bringing something new to the table. So he's like, well, okay, we're going to start doing, we're going to start with our first show, which is going to be a one shot. And this is October of 2017. Yeah. Can you make it? It's a Thursday. Mind you, I'm an independent guy. I still have a full time job. So I had to kind of, you know, play sick and, and sneak off to go, but it was, that was probably the best decision I ever made. It was yeah. so
1: worth it. Um gone, go sorry. Oh no, you're good. You're good. Um, so is he still working outside of wrestling or is this yeah. now your full? I've wor- we're working towards transitioning to this being a full time job. Yeah. That's the goal. Um No definitely and obviously you're on national television, um Well, global television now, obviously with the free sports UK TV deal. What's, how does that feel then? Like obviously you told the story where you got involved. It was like your grandfather giving you that push to go do it. And now you're getting seen all around the world on what, what I say is like, a lot of people are saying what was the number two company? Was it Ring of Honor? Was it Impact Wrestling? And I think a lot of people have slept on MOW and that was just lack of exposure. And it seems like right. you're getting you're getting past that barrier now. I think it's there's a lot more exposure going um out there for MOW. So how does it feel to be you're a t you're a wrestler on TV? It's surreal.
0: <laughs> you know, it's it it's still it now it's settling in and now I'm understanding when people Reach out to me on social media, and like, oh, we love your work. I'm like, huh? Oh yeah, MLW, because I'm <laughs> so not used to that. You know what I mean? I've always been the the oh the funny fat guy. Now it's oh man, you're the caramel colossus or the colossus or oh man, you you're you're freaking awesome. And you get to that point where it's like, hey, this isn't too bad. So <laughs> it, it's still it's still kind of a new experience for me. Even with you reaching out and, and inviting me to the show, it's a surreal experience tonight. I appreciate that. You know what I mean? It makes, it makes all the sacrifices and all the hard work worthwhile.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you feel that way. And like I said, it's, it's quite surreal when we do reach out to, um, certain wrestling personalities and they do agree to come on the podcast. Like obviously Mm -hmm. time's limited, times like it's important. So for you to share some of that time with us, it, it does mean a lot. And it's good to see that you feel the same way the fact that the, the fact we want to talk to you it makes you feel good and makes everything seem worthwhile so that's oh, that's good it's nice it's nice to know um so obviously i mentioned we're from the uk so is what's your goals in wrestling are you wanting to travel out to different countries do you know much oh, about yeah. like the uk wrestling scene
0: oh yeah I've, I've been watching pcw i've been watching uh ipw uh, there's a few progress of course um Yep. There's several promotions I would love to come and work with there, as well as um Ireland and, and Scotland. I don't know if Scotland still has wrestling, but if I can find wrestling in Scotland, I'm going to look for it. Uh, Germany, Finland, you know, anywhere and everywhere, Japan, China. Yes. So I just want to travel the world and wrestle and make good money and be able to provide for my family. That's what I want at the end of the day.
1: No, 100%. And what you mentioned, the Scottish scene, like the Scottish scene is – um very strong at the moment. They've got insane championship wrestling. Um, they're one of the U- UK independent promotions that are affiliated with WWE at this point. Um, WWE wanted to work with them because of like the great things they've been doing. They've done. I did one show with them where it was I think about four, five thousand, if not six thousand people, are nice. just going to the arena and. Then the next year they wanted to step it up and they ended up doing the exact same arena that WWE use when they do Raw in Glasgow. And then mm-hmm. they're selling it and obviously this progress that you mentioned, they're doing, um, they've done Wembley Stadium and they're doing these big venues and the UK scene is very hot. There's Scottish wrestling entertainment as well. There's so many good companies around yeah. Ireland, Scotland and UK and Wales that if he was to do a tour, I think there'd be quite a lot of work for you to to come to come do really.
0: Most definitely. I know my uh my good friend Sugar Duncan has been uh yeah. definitely enjoying his time in the in the UK and just loving life there and making the most of his opportunities. Huge shout out to you to my brother Sugar Dunk right like, one time. And a huge shout out to my boy, my my little brother Leah Meredith. Uh big L down in Wales, man. I love you, bro.
1: No, great. So are you going to try and reach out to them and be like, look, come on, get me to the UK. Who do I need to speak to? Let's get, let's get this sorted. Is that goal of yours for the remainder of 2019 or 2020?
0: Honestly, I feel like on my own merits and strength, if I reach out to the, the proper people and get the proper connections, I think I can do it on my own. I really want to start planning that for next year. You know, once yeah. I have the opportunity to really sit down and put together the logistics and the,
1: the fine tuning, I think we can start doing that next year. Yeah. Well by all means as well, if, if you needed any help with certain contacts, the people that, like some of the people that we know, um, we can always pass on details and it'd be good when you're across here, just hook up and do, do a podcast live in person, see how you're enjoying the UK. Um, Absolutely. And, cause we're trying to do a lot of like more YouTube content. So, um, if you do come across, we could try and do something where we're documenting your your journey crossing into the UK, if that's something you'd be interested in. Okay, let's let's stay in touch for that That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Oh no, brilliant! So, um, obviously, you've said you want to travel UK, Europe. What about Mexico? What about Japan? Are there goals that you've got set in sight? Most definitely.
0: If you if you don't want to go to Japan, you don't want to be a wrestler. You know, even if it's <laughs> a minor tour, you know, whether it's a, with a DDT, a big Japan uh maybe the Japanese Indies or, you know, New Japan, all Japan. I personally want to get to all Japan because, you know, my buddies at the end have been there, Odenson and uh Perot. They've uh, yeah. worked to the world strongest tag league. Um, and they're actually getting ready to go back next month for another tour. So I definitely want that to be a place where I can work and kind of spread my wings and, and really show what I can do as opposed to where MLW is kind of limited. But if you look at my stuff on YouTube you can see I, I can do a little bit more than what you see on TV. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. There, there is so like there is so much to you, style, and I think the like the heavyweights of wrestling is kind of a dying breed, if that makes sense. Which is quite sad to see. Like everything's about a variety. Everything should have a variety, and you do offer a lot that not many people can offer, and. I think that's why. Well, you went undefeated in MLW for so long. Mm-hmm. How did how did you feel regarding that going unbeaten for so long in MLW? It,
0: it felt cool, you know, like that night after night, like people were getting behind it to the point where they were counting the seconds in the match. It's like, can he beat his first record? You know, and I never got back to another eight second win, unfortunately. But it was actually just a really fun experience to ride that wave and, and see the momentum and see how people supported me and even after you know even after the whole you know the whole conflict of contra people still have my back and still support me which is pretty cool
1: yeah it's it's good to see and obviously I mentioned to you um, as we was talking Battle Riot 2 was where I mm-hmm. first started watching MOW I'd seen little glimpses here and there on um, TV you'd mentioned the war games Obviously, which he was involved with, um, and so I, I checked some of that out earlier before the, mm-hmm. they got home, and it was for me. It's, it's a shame that a, the big company wants to keep all their toys and trademark everything because that was such mm-hmm. a fun. That was such a fun match, and the it way worked. you guys did it. Bloody hell! You wrapped yourself in bad boy for God's sake. I did. I did. <laughs> Whose idea was that? Oh, who's who's in the Sammy. back and think? You know what? Let's wrap yourself in barbed wire and you can run at people. It was Sammy. It don't surprise me. Yeah,
0: I, I remember <laughs> that. I'm like, we're thinking back, and he's like, I got a great idea. Let's let's try to do this. I'm like, Sammy, why? He's like, just do it. Trust me. I'm like, all right. So <laughs> we do it. It gets over, and we go in the back. He's like, I told you.
1: I'm like, okay, Sammy, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how how do you feel like that with obviously hardcore wrestling isn't for anybody um, as soon as you got into the match obviously Jimmy I believe it was Jimmy Avic, um yeah. just trying to hit you across the head with his um, wet floor and board repeatedly like what's your thoughts on hardcore wrestling is it something you enjoy doing um, would you prefer not to do it what's your thoughts
0: Honestly, it wasn't something that I thought I would enjoy until, um until I did War Games. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, this isn't too bad. And then the opportunity came February of this year for me to do a, a no-ring death match with Casanova Valentine. And I did, I said, I'll do it as a joke. And then he yeah. inboxed on Twitter, he was like, are you, are you down? I'm like, why not? So they ended up booking the match and I, It was unexpectedly a fun time. (laughs) I was surprised. So, um, would I do it again? Maybe, but I know that I've tried it and it's like, it's
1: definitely a different type of experience. Yeah. And who was that against? Casanova Valentine, did you say? Yes. It was, was that, um,
0: what show was that one at? That was No Peace Underground in Orlando, Florida. I believe the match. I believe the match footage should be coming out any time now.
1: Yeah. Um I'll have to have a look at that. So obviously you've got it in your um your Twitter bio, um hashtag NAFAM. How did what happened with the NAFAM movement? How did that come about?
0: Well the NAFAM movement basically is just don't accept no for an answer. It was I was reaching out to a lot of promoters, especially after W, and um you know, I wasn't getting a lot of bites. You know, I'm going to be honest about it. Not everybody was was on the the Husey Poo train. And I was like, okay. Well, you know, I started to get a little bummed out. I started talking to people. They're like, Nah, don't be bummed out. You know, just keep pushing. Keep, keep grinding. You know what you're worth, get what you're worth. So that's where the whole fam came from, where it's like, you know what? Don't accept less than what you're worth. Don't accept less than what you believe in. You know, do what you feel is best for you if it's not what you feel it, if that, that's not what you want, that's not what you feel it, you tell them, oh, not, fail.
1: And that's it. Good way to be, I think. Um, wrestling at the moment as well, it gives a lot of people that freedom to know your worth and not settle for anything less. Obviously, mm-hmm. the wrestling industry is the hottest it's been for 20 years with all these different companies coming about. So, what goals have you got left in MOW specifically? Like what, by the time of, say, the end of the year or maybe the end of next year, what would you want to, to achieve in MOW? Um,
0: I definitely want to win the championship. I definitely want, Whether it's the tag team title, the U.S. national open white title, or the world title, I definitely want to win the championship.
1: So could you, um, what do you reckon, Are you fancying filthy Tom?
0: Listen, I, I respect the hell out of the I know what he can do and I know what he's capable of. But I have still bring a fight to him. If it's worth <laughs> it, I'm going to fight
1: for him. Okay, okay. So, in, in wrestling, obviously, um, what what are your ultimate goals? Where is it staying with MOW? Obviously, there's a lot of other com- companies with contracts available. Mm-hmm. What's your ultimate goal in, in wrestling? Like, when it's all said and done, when, what would you have wanted to do? Where would you have wanted to be?
0: I would have wanted to travel the
1: entire world, of course. Being
0: able to make yeah. a living for my family, and eventually open my own wrestling school.
1: Okay. So no, where would know. you... Go on, sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, so you'd want to do your own on school, you want to travel the world. Is there any company on that bucket list where you're wanting to experience that <laughs> um one you hope- a few, a few. Uh, okay. of course there were a few
0: a few of course i said you know i mentioned all japan earlier possibly new japan if the opportunity were to arise um yeah. and of course a- aew you know we're not even gonna you know hide the elephant in the room i would definitely yeah. like to get an opportunity with them if that came about as well okay now i'm um,
1: i'm well thank you for your honesty there, obviously. Um it can put you in obviously a tricky situation. But with MOW with the U um with the UK deal, are you hoping that could be something that happens soon coming across to the UK with MOW? Obviously um Avalanche Robert Dreschka just faced filthy Tom represented WXW in Germany. Yeah. You're hoping more and more of those working relationships are what are going to get you across into Europe, across into The UK. What's your thoughts on all these companies wanting to work together? I think it's great because it it opens up, you
0: know, audiences to new talent, to new avenues and new things to watch and and new, it makes new fans out of those watching audiences for those new wrestlers coming in, Mm -hmm. like a Robert Tresker. I've known about Robert for a couple of years, but now he's got to be seen proper on US television. And that was great for him, especially with your debut being a world title match. You know, that's fantastic. Because it shows how much yeah. respect and regard that MLW has for WHW and, and vice versa. So hopefully like an opportunity where a e. Tom Lawler can go and, you know, defend his title in Germany would come about. I hope they would do the same thing, you know, and it just helps both companies overall because it's
1: elevating their, both of their profiles. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's refreshing to see. It's obviously opening up a lot more opportunities for people like yourself with all these working relationships when when you're studying like obviously when you're studying and trying to hone your craft is he anybody you look to that year you, when you're researching who who do you look at oh um
0: gary albright number one um watch a lot of yokozuna i'm not gonna lie watch bam yeah. bam watch some vader um ron simmons especially his tag team stuff. Um, I watch a little bit of everybody. Uh, you can go, I go as far back as the 60s and 70s, and I'll watch some Buddy I'll watch some Intel and Inoki, some Gorilla Monsoon, just to see little things that I could take from there and kind of bring to a modern sense.
1: Ah, nice. So, MLW give you the option of one opponent whether or not they're signed to the company now or if they're available elsewhere. Who, who's on your tick list? Who are you wanting to face in that ring?
0: Ooh. Um. Hmm. Well, this one this is unexpected. Uh. <laughs> Anybody? Anybody you want. I would have to say Sawamo from All Japan.
1: Okay. So obviously you seem a massive fan of all japan actually um so with the like obviously, if you do try and come to the u k you should have a look at um funnily enough, our sponsor wrestlegate pro they're the mm-hmm. i don't know if you've seen the footage of the hangman and pack um encounter where they get surprised so they're our sponsor, and that was on their third show um mm-hmm. and frankly, we managed to get the um the recording and Everywhere all started using it. With, with that, they've got a uh, heavyweight grand prix coming up in July and they've got, um, Joe Dorin coming across who's obviously, uh, all Japan triple crown, um, champion. The is, it, it might be worth having a look at that sort of company to see, um, all those bookings. They are trying to bring everybody from everywhere to try and showcase the best of all star. Um, all styles should I say so if you manage mm-hmm. to come to the UK is there anybody that you've seen that you're like yes I, I want to work with uh, Speedball Mike Bailey um, yep. uh, uh, what's
0: my man's name the mod Flash Morgan Webster yes
1: <laughs> Flash
0: is it was like- fun, Flash is great Um, yeah Rampage Brown of course um my word! Who else? A couple, Wonder Grado, Of course, I want to have a, a, a fun match with Grado. That um, would be. Good. Yeah, that would be nuts. Trust me. Um, <laughs> there's a couple other people. Um, I just can't remember them off the top of my head.
1: Yeah. Now I'm glad you said Rampage Brown. Though for me, he's the best heavyweight in Europe. He's mm. the the fact he's in. Contracted to a major company yet or he hasn't contracted well gone to japan it's it's a shame and well we mentioned earlier um country units' still have the numbers How about speaking to court and try to get rampage to come help you and AC baby out to start the country unit mm-hmm. so-, um, so let the let the fans know where can they where can they find you um where can they get any merchandise what Upcoming appearances, if you got? All right. Um, I have a couple of shows coming up June 15th. I'll be in the Kelsey
0: Theater in West Palm Beach, uh, for full throttle championship wrestling. My second uh, world title defense against Omar Amir. Um, the 23rd, I'll be back in Deerfield, Florida for Blueprint Pro, tagging up with the young talent Saif Al Sabah against MMA star King Mo and Josh Barnett, the American top team.
1: Um, look to fill a few more dates. Oh, That'll be that'll be good. the King Mo and Josh Barnett one. Oh yeah, that'll be fun. Josh Hartnett, not Barnett. Uh oh, Josh. Dear right for Josh. <laughs> but um
0: <laughs> uh, oh, and I'm looking to fill a few more dates throughout the summer. So if you're interested, uh reach out to me, book the hues at gmail.com. Reach out to me on Twitter at HughesyPoo. Instagram at the real the real HughesyPoo, uh Facebook, Barrington Hughes or Tragic City if you're looking for a tag team. Uh, My partner, Moses Kamau, and I combined 30 years of experience. We're definitely looking to travel some more. So huge shout out to my brother. Huge shout out to you guys for having me on the show. And thank you for your time.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Just before we um, let you go as well, something that I'll integrate with the Fury Road preview that um, I recorded earlier. What's, Mm -hmm. what's your thoughts on the Fury Road show that's, um, that will be happening tonight? What's like, is there anything that as a fan you're looking forward to see what, how that's going to play out?
0: I mean, the entire card looks fantastic from top to bottom. I just want to see the world. Mostly, I have to actually go that card now. But it looks like it's going to be really good. Yeah. If okay. A specific, a specific <laughs> match that I'm interested in. So I'm so... What was that, sorry? Just looking at the... I'm actually looking at the card now. So as, as I happen to be scrolling through Facebook, I just happen to see a couple of my guys... uh on the plane en route to the venue, so I was like, okay, cool. Ah, yes, Codo Brazil, my little brother. Cotto Brazil versus Richard Holiday is going to be good. Um, yeah. Ringo Loki versus Myron Reed is going to be fantastic. Um, let's see. low key versus Ricky Martinez might be low-key match. For, forgive my pun. Might be the match of the night.
1: No, I I could – I could see that to be honest the the card is ridiculously good to be honest um but going back to the beginning of like our conversation with the storytelling, the way mm-hmm. that's been planted and all the little um soul with between Loki and Selena de La Renta with and Promociones dorada, obviously them leaving him to country unit to um get beaten like that, I think this match will be. It it will be massive, but it's most of them. It's all storyline and that's, that's what I like. It's all that storytelling. And, and I could see Loki and Ricky Martin stealing the show to be honest.
0: Definitely. Definitely. They're both super talented individuals and just, you know, so Lena being there to help, help keep that picture together. It's great.
1: Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, Barrington, thank you for coming onto the um, podcast. Guys, make sure you check out the Colossus. If you are wanting him to come across to the UK, tweet the companies that you'd like to see him at. Maybe tweet some matches you'd like to see him in. If you're not watching it already, make sure you're checking out MLW on Free Sports TV um, in the UK. On their YouTube channel or those in America, if you're not watching it already, make sure you're watching on BN Sports and make sure you check out Barrington Hughes. And go back to War Games. Have a look on YouTube. See Barrington Hughes close to £500, wrap himself in barbed wire, just causing carnage. Barrington, thank you. This has been Restful Thoughts Podcast. I've been Kat Johansson. Until next time.